In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Uh, according to our really accurate and well-kept records here, that's the first time we've sung that hymn here. I don't, I don't see how that could be true, but I do know that it is now all of your new favorite hymn. So uh, just so you know, uh, it, it, that's your favorite hymn now. So this is fantastic. Uh, last Sunday, I was not here. I was in Cooper Landing in Sterling. Uh, I was leading services at uh, our Lutheran congregations there, and one of those churches there has six people in it, and then the other one had uh, ten people, two of whom are here today. Um, but last week, as I was down on the peninsula, guess what the readings had to do with uh, last week? Anxiety and worry. They use a different lectionary there. They use a three-year lectionary. Um, and so it was a different reading that you got here. But it was a text that we'd actually heard earlier in the summer. Um, I was there. I was filling in for Pastor Rakos, who was filling in for Pastor Hilgendorf. And uh, some of the like, third pick, you know, the C team, hardly ever gets to play. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of nice to be recognized every once in a while, huh? But I was down there, and we heard the gospel reading about the healing of the Syrophoenician woman's daughter, um, who had a demon. And then Jesus also frees a deaf and mute man from his afflictions. You remember this? We heard this maybe a month ago or so. Uh, Jesus speaks this wonderful world, Ephatha, and he looks up to heaven and sighs, and he groans for this man's condition, and he... Uh, then the, he spits and he touches the man's tongue and puts his fingers in his ears and heals him. And it's just this wonderful reading. Um, it's combined with this Old Testament reading from Isaiah where he says, Speak to the anxious heart, be strong. So the message is clear. You have nothing to worry about. You have nothing to be anxious about. Because the Lord of life is for you and he's on your side. The Lord of the whole entire universe fights for you. And so who can be against you? No one. And then, my week got even more exciting. You'll never believe what happened next. Well, another pastor got COVID. And uh, you know my, my number is coming up pretty soon. I, it's just going to happen. We're all... We're, uh, we're not dropping like flies, but we're, we're getting it and recovering. But uh, I got a call on Friday asking if I could uh, preside at a funeral this afternoon at Beautiful Savior, because uh, Pastor Mourner, who is filling in for the vacancy there, also got COVID. So again, bring in the C team. It's like the, the junior varsity team um, needs the people who got cut the first time, you know. It's like the kids who got picked last to kickball are finally getting their moment. And uh, I get to substitute for the substitute again. It's fantastic. I like doing stuff by this, by the way. But um, I met with the family last night. I thought it would be nice, you know, if I would be able to recognize them and they knew who I was. But um, they had chosen this reading from Philippians 4, among other ones, about... Anxiety. It actually says, do not be anxious about anything, but offer all that up to the Lord uh, with prayer and supplication. 
and uh, and the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. So don't be anxious about anything. And uh, it's just amazing. So today, this morning, I mean, I don't know if you're like shocked by this yet, but uh, we are beckoned by Jesus Christ himself to not be anxious about anything. Anything. And there's like nothing that you're supposed to be worrying about. Jesus says this. You should listen to Jesus. He says, specifically, don't worry. Don't be anxious about what you're supposed to wear. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Where will you live? What are you allowed to be anxious about? Absolutely nothing. Hmm. Now, if I were the kind of pastor who just like picks the thing out of the Bibles, uh, out of the Bible uh, to to read in order to like reinforce some message I'm trying to get across to you or something like that, um, I would probably pick exactly these sorts of readings, if not these readings precisely, these ones that have come up. And of course, the epistle reading today is one of my favorites because that's the one that actually says like. You gotta pay the pastor, but uh, other than that, these are fantastic uh, lessons for us because I do not know anyone who is not a little bit anxious these days because there is so little certainty about anything. And I've seen lots of people make really big moves this past year. They've reevaluated their lives. And they've chosen to do something different because the way that they were living really wasn't that great. People are doing really hard things this year in order to make their lives better. Maybe worrying about tomorrow a little less because who knows if it'll even come. All you have is today. But then I think, you know, well, is today really all that different than any other time? It seems, it seems pretty dire out there. Um, but has there ever been an era in the world where there is not anxiety over all sorts of things and issues? I mean, you can go and pick your time over which time you think was the most golden, the most glorious era or age, and they all have something in common. They all ended. Like, there were really good times in the history of the world where everything seemed to be going good. They all come to an end. The walls all fall. The invaders all triumph eventually. Plague always spreads and currencies are inflated and economies collapse. Those things have always happened. And they'll probably happen again. So it's not like we're saying that none of this matters, though. It's we're saying that there's something bigger going on here. So on some level, we are all widows of Zarephath. We're all living in a time of famine. We're all just kind of going around gathering sticks so that we can go in and cook the last little morsel of flour and oil and die. Is that all there is? Work now. Work really hard now so that you can retire and have enough in the bank so that you can die comfortably. Is that all there is? 
There's a book that was uh, recently published, and the title of it is uh, Live, Work, 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 Die. I'm like, hmm, we've seen that, haven't we? That's how it works. Is that all we had? Leave me alone so that I can go in and cook my last meal and die? Well, no. The Lord gives you an answer to this today. He says, look around you. What are you worried about? Look at this world that the Lord has given to you. So when you are overwhelmed and overcome by worrying about this or that thing, stop and look out your window. And if you're in a room without windows, well, don't be in that room. Uh, It's not good for you. Or uh, go and then find a room with the window or just go outside. When you are so worried about things and anxious, even in the dead of winter, which is just around the corner, you will find one of these birds of the air feasting upon a feeder, maybe that you put out for it. You will find a bird of the air resting upon a branch puffed up and perfectly comfortable, not worried about anything. And even in the coming darkness, the daffodils here at church in the flower beds will be preparing themselves for the springtime, waiting. So you are worried because you are curved in on yourself and obsessed with yourself. You've made yourself an idol you think that the Lord might not actually take care of you. You know what he says, but you think you're the exception, right? Maybe I'm the one who won't get taken care of. Maybe I'm the one who's worth less than a bird of the air, a lily of the field. Hmm. You know what he says, but you think there's maybe some conditional clauses in there. Did he really say not to worry about anything? He sure did. I know a precious few people who have actually stopped worrying about their lives and instead sought the kingdom of God first. I'm sure they worry about other things, but I do know a few people who have said goodbye to worrying about the things of this life, and it's absolutely remarkable. You know what happened when they stopped worrying about things of this life and working for all the things that the the Lord already gives them? Well, they just died and perished. Well, no. They're fine. They're absolutely fine. They, They seek first the kingdom of God, and it's just fine. And it's beautiful. And sometimes these are like the desert fathers who leave the excesses of the city, and they go out to live in caves in the desert. Sometimes it's that, but... Sometimes it's simply people who choose to just do with less and to give more to their church or to the poor. Whatever it is, I know people who have actually decided to let the Lord take care of them as he does. Because he does. And these people, what's more, not only do they have enough for themselves, for their own lives, They also end up being exceedingly generous towards other people. It's pretty amazing. 
If they have little, they give much because they know that everything they have is still a gift. So it's remarkable what can happen to you if you stop worrying about yourself and start seeing that your Heavenly Father does care for you. And that is what we all need today, to be taken care of. You are passively brought into this church, most of you as little babies who are brought in into the baptismal font, some of you later on. But the Lord brings you in himself through holy baptism, does the doing to you, puts his name on you, And you are fed as little children in the Lord's Supper, and it does not stop there either. The hymns are chosen for you, even your favorite ones now. The liturgy is given to you as a gift. The scriptures are given to you as a gift. The good news of Christ's death and resurrection for you is given to you all as a gift. There's enough for today. There really is. Jesus, even looking forward to a life of rejection, which ends in crucifixion, he's not even worried about that. The flour and the oil, they are replenished. The tomb is open, too. That's how life is when Jesus is in charge. And he is. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.